taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 this your boy, T.O., as you know. It's your boy, O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. And for our Spanish listeners, hombre real sin jujos chocos. You tried, uh, I guess is the point there. <laughs> I did a quick Google Translate. That's probably fucking <laughs> another language I was speaking other than Spanish. But anyway, that's for our Spanish audience. There you go. Uh, welcome to the Fade Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, media, form related, along with them, the goddamn thing we'll talk about, coming to you live, direct the still-yet-to-be-named studio. Promise that is coming soon, even though I've been promising that for like the last like two or three weeks. Uh, but uh, Just name yeah. it like Studio A. Uh, that's boring that's boring it's, and it's been done that's, before, S- right? that's that's some good seo optimization right there that is, terrible is optimization. top of the alphabet everybody's using the same name a lot of competition <laughs> in that uh in that field um but uh yeah we we, we have no time to waste here uh we want to jump right into the shit uh rain get us give us a rundown here Oh, we got a dope show lined up today. Uh, So we're going to kick the show off with a little bit of last week, next week. And then we got a uh, Tunde and I recently watched a uh, really, really interesting movie, Hunter Hunter. We're going to do a press play review on that. Um, Following the review, we're going to talk about two new trailers that just dropped. One uh, for a movie called Palmer featuring uh, Justin Timberlake. I guess we know now what he's been up to. Uh, Every day I wonder what Justin Timberlake is doing now we know. Uh, We also got another movie by uh, Bob Odenkirk, uh, who we know uh, best from Better Call Saul in a John Wick style uh, movie that we have coming up here that looks actually fairly decent. Um, Amazon Prime just released uh, the first looks for uh, Coming to America 2. Obviously, we know uh, Eddie Murphy uh, is in that film. And I mean, Tom Cruise, he's just been at it lately. Rant after rant after rant. I think he's trying to top what Kanye did back a few years ago. So we're going to talk about that in a bit. And then Ali Larder, who you may know from the show uh, Heroes, has recently issued an apology for some like racial tension between her and a former former uh, cast member we'll talk about that as well yeah that is our rundown for what we got going on today uh we are going to jump right into the shit talk about some last week next week uh like we usually do um so what i've got for last week uh and this is going to be this is going to sound weird uh, a little bit of a story um my mom when i was a kid uh she would uh she would take us with her to uh to, to work uh, and she owned her own cleaning business. So when we, whenever we were, you know, we were there with her at, at work, uh, what she would turn on, she loved her soap operas, right? Uh, and so she would turn on, you know, whatever the soap opera was. And while she was doing her work, she would be peeking in, you know, whatever was going on. So uh, I weirdly got very addicted at an early age to soap operas for no fucking reason other than that my mom just always had it on. Uh, and so one of the soap operas that uh, was like her favorite soap opera was uh, All My Children. Um, which, hmm. uh, which my mom loved the bold and the beautiful, the bold, uh, yeah, or was it the young and the restless? Both were, of them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're all there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think general hospital still going somehow still going strong. <laughs> um, but, uh, but all my children ended like, I don't know. I want to say like maybe like 
six, seven years ago, maybe. I don't know. I can't, I can't remember exactly, you know, what the timeline was, but uh, uh, the show came to an end, which is shocking, right? Since it, it ran for so fucking long. Um, but just got news this past week that uh, that they're looking to revive it uh, or not revive All My Children directly, but uh, uh, basically like a spinoff, which is uh, it's called Pine Valley. Uh, and I think Kelly Ripa uh, Consuelos, uh, as well as Mark Consuelos, um, are going to basically be sort of like helming that up, which is uh, pretty dope. And it's going to be in prime time and not not daytime, um, you know, television, uh, which is which is interesting. Uh, there's no reason why I should really be talking about this other than the fact that you know, shout out to, shout out to moms. You know, uh, one of her one of her favorite <laughs> shows is kind of kind of coming back in in some some uh, some way. I don't yeah. think she watches soap operas anymore, but uh, but that 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 was you, one thing. That I saw pop up last week that I was like, oh, that's cool. You know what's you know what's pretty interesting about that? So like my mom again, I think she used to love like the young and the restless. Mm-hmm. And then there was also um uh, what's that fucking show with uh uh it was One Life Live with Jessica Beale in it, uh Seventh Heaven. Oh, Seventh Heaven. Yeah, that was like yeah, that was like looking back at it, I'm like, why did we... and you know, this is this is the dilemma of being like uh, you know being black in the 90s right all you ever saw on tv were like happy white people <laughs> so looking back at it i'm like you know how the fuck were we watching all these shows about like just these like white families what else is on? to which we didn't relate but that was the only thing that was on tv yeah. right yeah, there was um else to watch. so really really interesting but uh i'm surprised they didn't come back with a better name than what, what's the show gonna be called uh it's pine valley and that's because that's the actual like place in which like the show was like uh you know located or not located as in ah. like where they shot it but like it this fictional t- uh fictional fictitious i don't know <laughs> uh i think it's uh, fictitious yeah fictitious fictitious <laughs> fictitious town uh called pine yeah. Valley, uh that that had all these i wonder what are some of the other like show names that they pitched you know what i mean was it like most of my children like nah <laughs> that's the some of my children like nah that doesn't work which one of my children ah, am I Valley. will I don't know. <laughs> a couple of my children, the ones that I like, that's too long. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so that, that's one thing that I saw from last week that was uh, uh, was kind of dope. Um, how about you? What do you, uh, do you have anything from last week? You know what? I, I, I hate to keep saying this, but like, no. as of late, <laughs> all I've really cared about is sports. That's fair. So what, last what you, week. What, you, what, what, what piqued your interest last week for sports? I mean, just like basketball season being back, right? I think uh, some of the first, like the better NBA games for the uh, current NBA season kicked off last week. So really for me, it's just been, you know, basketball. It's like, you know, what does this season look like? Uh, if you follow last season's championship, you know, the uh, uh, Lakers got the championship and like some some players are coming off of like 70 days of rest in between last season and this season, which is like grueling on the body. So it's like, you know, this is probably one of the most interesting NBA seasons that I've like seen in a while, just because like these guys haven't had a break. Yeah. Um, and then now they're, you know, trying to make another championship run. So that's really where my attention has been last week. Um, uh, next week. I mean, again, you know, more sports. If, if we win this week, we lock up the I'm LA Rams fans for those listeners who don't know. Uh, if we win this week, we lock up a playoff seed. If we yeah. win next week, we lock up the NFC division championship. So, yeah. You know, but we also got some really good movies coming out next week. I think uh, on Netflix we have the George Clooney film. That yeah, the, Midnight the more Sky. I look at it, and I've seen the trailers. I think that drops next week. Yeah, drops next on week. Netflix. Yeah, next week the. Uh, and then obviously we got Christmas coming up. 
yeah, that's uh, that was on my list of next week as well. Uh, is uh, uh, obviously the Christmas season is upon us. Uh, coming to yeah, uh, yeah. Th- this Christmas is going to suck though for a lot of people uh, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, obviously, you know, pandemic in full swing. So you know, we're not, we're not going to be able to go places and do things like we would usually. Um, yeah, uh, you know, a lot of uh, apparently well, for those who don't know though. Mm-hmm. So Senate just. So Senate Democrats and Republicans just approved the like stimulus relief package, right? Which means they're going to start sending out those check, those like stimulus checks to Americans. I think there's like one more hurdle they have to get over, but it should be like a pretty easy, easy hurdle. Yeah, so yeah, stimulus right. checks are going to be sent out. You say was that? Easy. I said, you say it's easy. It's not easy. Uh, Fuck well, up. I mean, like when you when Senates and Democrats agree to a package like uh, in Senate, like usually after that, all that comes is just some like like legal like writing up the actual shit and then that's it but if they agree in senate then like smooth sailing from there for the most part so you know americans are going to get measly six hundred dollar one-time checks yeah. um, and anyone on unemployment i think is going to get like extra three hundred dollars a week but just in time for the holidays right so amazon is probably like yes thanks senate <laughs> now we're now we're gonna guilt trip americans into spending that money on holiday gifts for no fucking reason at all yeah um so that money is going to go right to jeff bezos yeah, uh, I mean, uh, it's where I assume all of our money is going these days uh, is, is to right into Jeff Bezos' pocket. Uh, but yeah, we got Christmas coming up uh, um, uh, along with Christmas. Uh, you know, it's interesting, right? Like this Christmas clearly is going to be different from, than a lot of others because Christmas apparently is like one of the biggest, uh, you know, theater days of the year, you know, for people to go out to movie theaters and actually watch movies, which I still don't understand to this very day. I, I don't understand. I don't understand like the you sit in a dark room and you don't talk to each other. I guess, you know, a lot of people like to spend their Christmas that way, but um, obviously theaters shut down. So, you know, not a lot of people are going to be able to do that this year. Um, But what is happening on uh, uh, Christmas day is uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is coming out. Uh, So that's something to to look forward to this this year. And I'm looking forward to watching it so that I can laugh as everybody says, Oh my God, it's brilliant. It's awesome. And then I have to come in here and then be the bad guy and say, no, it was mediocre at best. Uh, because that's how I felt about the first movie, but everybody seems obsessed with calling it, you know, great and declaring Patty Jenkins one of the, you know, best director. Which I'm not even hating on her directing skills. It's just, yeah, if this is the thing that we're using to to say that she's one of the best directors working that right now in Hollywood, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like we're gonna need a little bit more. We're gonna need a little bit more than than just a uh, one So anyway, so that's coming next week. Uh, and then also I'm looking forward to Sylvie's Love, which is coming out on Amazon Prime. And that's the movie, of course, uh, of course starring uh, Tessa Thompson, as well as uh, Namdi Asma. Uh, uh, and uh, I, I, we did a, like, a review of the trailer, I don't know, maybe like a month ago or whatever. But um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that movie. I think they, they look like they have like a lot of great chemistry and it looks like it's going to be kind of a standard movie. But uh, but I think it'll be enjoyable nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. So, I, mean, I got to follow up on what you said about Wonder Woman. I, I can already tell this movie is going to be disappointing to me. Um, not because I don't love like the Wonder Woman character, and I actually did really like the first movie. But in this movie, she's fighting like a cat lady. I mean, a lady who like took a drug and became a cat. You know, <laughs> Wonder Woman is the fucking daughter of Zeus. This, and I think in the in the uh, TV show and in like the most recent movies, they've like diminished her powers like significantly. I think in like the Marvel MCU, Wonder Woman is stronger than Thor. Wonder Woman is like way high up on the um, on like the power scale, right? She's like super high. Again, she's the daughter of Zeus. Yeah. Um, 
so for her to be having trouble beating this cat lady it's it's just silly hey look we, we um, so you know there's already right? something i don't like about this movie we, we all have our struggles you know we, we all you know sometimes you know you you, you clock in for work and you're just not feeling it that day you know you know you're not you're not at your peak self so i'm assuming maybe she's not at her peak self uh with uh but, uh, but against Catwoman, that's she's just like a lady who like she took some like crystal meth and now she's got like super strength really quickly <laughs> Wonder Woman should have a problem with this. Hey. I don't know how they made a whole movie about it. Hey, look, meth, meth can make you do crazy things, man. Maybe she's on some PCP. Who knows? You know? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's uh, <laughs> let's keep rolling. Yeah. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Just as we do, as always, we do indeed have another one. Another one. We have another press play for you. Just as always, week in and week out. Uh, this week we are press playing on the movie Hunter Hunter, uh, which was directed by uh, Sean Linden, um, as well as written by uh, Linden uh, as well. So before we jump into anything else, uh, as always, we want to jump into what we found relatable about, uh, you know, this particular movie, what we could kind of grasp onto personally. Uh, So hit me with it. What you uh, what you find relatable about the movie? Yeah, uh, to be 100% honest, what did I find relatable about, about this movie? Nothing at all. And when I say that, it sounds bad, but it's really not, right? Like the, the point of, you know, being a, you know, whether you're a film lover, movie lover, you, you, know, you love TV shows, whatever you love, is to challenge yourself to like step out of your comfort zone and like watch that movie that you, uh, that's maybe like not your style of film and, you know, maybe see if, you'll have, find an appreciation for it regardless. Um, when I was like watching the trailer for this movie, when I read the like, synopsis of this movie, I didn't particularly find it, uh, a- again, relatable, but I did find it interesting. You know, this family who lives out in the woods, who's chosen this path to live off in the land, um, to be like hunters and gatherers. And, uh, you know, um, they discover along the way that, you know, there are obstacles in front of them, right? Whether, whether it's, you know, the, the elements that they live in, um, the animals that live, in the woods alongside of them, Uh, or maybe they're just not the only people out there in those woods, right? Um, That is the story here I found really interesting. So to me, it wasn't about whether or not I could relate to the movie. I just knew that there was a great story here to be told. Yeah. Um, So the thing I found most interesting about the film, or I guess maybe uh, the most relatable about the film, is that uh, this idea of... um, uh, of the way of life, you know, your way of life kind of being challenged so to speak or or, or um you ha- having to adapt to like the new realities of life here you have this family who's out in the, they're out in the middle of fucking nowhere um and everybody who you know hears that they're living out there is like what the fuck what are you doing all the way out there you know um you know there's nothing there um and their life is like really fucking hard you know they're they you know they're not not rich or anything like that you know and i don't think that's like the whole point of their their life you know it's not to like you know i don't think it's it's for money or anything like that it's just to you know i think this this plot of land has been in their family for for generations i I guess um and they just want to keep living you know and so i found that part of that aspect of it really like relatable in terms of um you know i i think when i think back to my own life uh and kind of like how i grew up uh, the way that we grew up was very meek, very, uh, uh, very, uh, we weren't rich, you know, uh, you know, by any stretch of imagination, um, we were definitely pretty poor. Uh, and, uh, and, and everything that we sort of did was, 
it was measured, you know, it was, you know, we had to make concessions. We, we had to decide, you know, the, the whole scene where she's, uh, she's at the store and the dude's basically he's like, yeah, like this, this meat that you're giving me isn't worth as much as, you know, or whatever she was giving. I forget exactly what the fuck she was. Um, she was trying to trade with the, the store owner or the, 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 um, you know, the clerk at the, at the store. Um, but, uh, but that whole idea of like, Oh fuck, like, ah, shit, how much am I short? How much are you saying I'm short by? Oh fuck. Uh, can you, you sure you can't just hook me up real quick? You know, like that whole, that whole aspect of it, I think I found, uh, like really relatable, but, uh, you know, with that being said, we can kind of just jump into what we thought of the plot, uh, as you were talking about before, what you found, um, you found the plot most interesting out of everything uh, of the film. So, uh, so what did you think uh, about the, the, the plot for Hunter Hunter? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, again, we went over the story of this, right? You know, this family that they've chosen this path to live out in the woods, live out, live remotely, live off the land, um, you know, out in the elements. The One of the themes that I pull from this is both, uh, you know, decision making, right? Like you reap what you sow. Um, they, this family has chosen this path, right? And when you choose a path, and this is in all facets of life, whether it be, a professional career, whether, you, you know, educational career, uh, you know, relationship, whatever it may be, um, you, you're going to have to deal with the, the challenges and the struggles that come along, along that path that you've chosen. Some paths are easier than others. This family did not choose the easy path. The easy path would be to like, you know, just live in like a regular residential neighborhood and, you know, you, you know, your kids are safe, you don't have to, or safe enough. Um, you don't have to worry about wolves and bears and you don't have to hunt for your own food. You can go to, you can go to Wal, uh, Whole Foods or Walgreens or whatever. Um, they've chosen a different path and, you know, they have welcomed this struggle, right? Uh, and along that path, like you're going to run into things that you didn't expect. And unfortunately, this family ran into a lot that they didn't expect. Um, and, you know, sometimes, sometimes you're going to lose, right? Um, did we, ex did they expect to lose in this way? As in like the loss of, you know, the mom had to go through the loss of her husband and her daughter. No, but like, you never know what's coming around the corner. Um, the only thing you could do is choose a path, stick to it, plan, for, you know, plan for the worst, hope for the best. Yeah. Um, so I, I think this, this movie, the plot was, uh, it was a little mixed for me, um, because it, it kind of had all the promise of like this, like thriller of like, oh shit, like what's the actual thing going on here. I'm not quite sure the payoff was as it was worth it in the end, you know, um, obviously everybody's talking about the ending and in which, you know, you basically see, uh, see a dude, uh, you, you know, like in, um, you know, when you see those street vendors uh, and they're, they're like, you know, slicing up the meat and doing all that stuff. That's essentially what the fuck happened to him, yeah. right? <laughs> he, he got shocked yeah. up, you know. Um, but I don't think that that was worth the the buildup for it. The buildup was fucking fantastic. But for that to be the conclusion, I don't know. It just didn't really like sum up to anything for me. Like, you, so you, you're watching the movie and you're thinking, OK, like clearly like this family is being stalked by something that they don't they're 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 you know, un they don't know what it is, right? At first, I think it's a wolf. Then the husband, um, uh, Joe, I believe his name is, uh, he finds, uh, you know, all of these women um, tied up uh, in the woods who are dead. Uh, and he's like, whoa, what the fuck is going on here? Now, why he didn't tell his wife that, or I guess maybe you, you don't want to 
like panic people, but also that seems like a pretty fucking huge thing to find and just not tell somebody that, hey, I found all of these dead bodies in the wood. And by the way, who whatever did this is on the loose and you know could possibly pop up on our front doorstep. Uh, that seems like the kind of thing yeah. I want to tell somebody, but you know, uh, far be it from me to <clears throat> give give him any sort of critiques. Um, but uh, but ultimately, I think that the movie had great anticipation that uh, or a, a great buildup. Uh, where you're unsure of what direction it's going in from um, from Joe being out lost out in the woods, uh, you know, or not lost, I guess, uh, but missing out in the woods um, and uh, his, uh, uh, his his wife uh, in, in this case um, and um, having to like figure out like what's the next uh, to their daughter. Right. Uh, who uh, Renee in, in the movie. Um, she's really just like this really smart kid who, you know, who's, you know, becoming a hunter herself. Um, and you're really unsure of where all of that, where that whole dynamic is going as well as, uh, when they, um, uh, when Anne goes to, um, goes into town, I guess what fucking counts as town for them and, and talks <laughs> to like the, I don't know if he's a sheriff or just like the, the park preservation. Per- I don't know who the fuck the person ultimately was but um and uh even that whole storyline of you know of him uh, uh of like i guess, I guess the, the the cop guy uh being caught in the traps and shit and it's just like well what was the fucking purpose of all, uh of all that at the end of the day right that you you have ann who's trying to like figure out what's going on with joe he's missing and then ultimately he just ends up just dead um and uh and renee who's this really smart kid just ends up just getting killed uh and 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 one of the reasons why i thought the movie was called hunter hunter was because i thought we were going to see some like fucking like two fucking fantastic hunters like kind of going at it with one another or you Mm -hmm. know something to that tune and we didn't really like get that you know you just got a dude who had some fucking headphones uh, and you know clearly liked uh rape women you know uh was essentially all we got and which was you know kind of like all right (laughs) i don't know Do do you remember that movie um with benicio del toro uh where he was like i think it was benicio del toro and 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 not harrison ford but um uh not Mel Gibson. I think it was called Hunter, actually, mm-hmm. or the not the Wolfman. No, uh, it was a movie where he, it was a movie essentially like this, where like there's two hunters out in the woods and they're kind of like hunting each other. Yeah. Um, I think that, like that's kind of what I was hoping for or expecting too, which is I think you know, what you just mentioned there. Um, we didn't get that. The, the title to me still makes sense, but it does. It is kind of like misleading in a way. Yeah, because I you, I read it as Hunter Hunter, meaning that like uh, you have a hunter who hunts other hunters, you know, um, which is essentially sort of what I thought we would get, but that's ultimately not necessarily what we got. We just got somebody who just, you know, like to do crazy shit to women. And, yeah. uh, and, and then you don't really even see like him and Joe mix it up, you know, of like, you know, cause you, Joe like loves to like set these traps and he's a good tracker and he's doing all this shit. Um, 
but you never really see you never really see them sort of like battling you know wits of you know what what method is going to work best you know or or who's who's a better hunter you know in that, in that case you never really get to see it yeah. that, which i found that yeah. really sort of like disappointing uh considering the build-up for that that that's how we basically start the movie is is joe teaching renee how to like do all these traps and you know how to basically be a hunter and ultimately that's kind of wasted because you know we never really use that for anything you know that that capital that we yeah. built up there and just to tie up a little little bow here the, so the movie that i was talking about was like the 2003 movie called the hunted mm-hmm. uh which starred tommy lee jones uh, benicio del toro and here's a, the thread here so the actress who plays Anne, her name is connie nielsen mm-hmm. she's also in this movie oh wow weird cool yeah that's pretty interesting right yeah so How i guess she likes uh, i guess she likes these outdoorsy guys that's her type <laughs> yeah <laughs> when did that movie come out uh 2003 again it's um oh, wow. tommy lee jones benicio del toro and annie nielsen who plays Anne in the film that we're talking about here hunter hunter yeah um so anyways uh so i think that's what we think about the other uh, the plot of the movie uh i, I thought th- again like the ending was it was shocking um mm-hmm. and i i'm also going to bring this up later in a different segment um when we talk about uh ellie lauder a lauder i don't even know how to fucking say her name her name but um uh this movie, I think what maybe what I found the funniest thing towards the end or at the end was this is the pinnacle, I think, of white privilege. Right. Uh, what do I mean by that? Uh, and I'm sure just a whole bunch of people clicked off. like oh, I don't want to hear about that. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, if what I mean by that is this movie tries, I think, really hard to like mimic like reality. Right. In terms of. uh, uh you know, you're showing, you're, you're seeing people hunting out in the woods and they're doing all these like realistic things. Like, okay, here's what you would do if you're trying to hunt this, you know, um, and then here's what somebody's doing if they're like really skilled at what they're like, it's just trying to really depict like actual like life. Right. They spend a lot of time doing that. And then at the end you have the either you have one of two things, either a, a true depiction of real life, or you have something that's just like completely non like it it makes no fucking sense you have this woman who just filleted this dude right she just skinned this dude alive right Mm -hmm. and the cops show up they see her that she she throws his face at them and just walks and they don't gun her down yeah. They don't do anything. She just goes and sits on her front. She, she just sits, I thought she was going to go bake breakfast. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. Like, I, I've, like, in my mind, I was like, what the fuck? Because I thought for sure they are going to, like, kill her. And it's like, oh, fuck. Like, they killed, like, the, the hero of the story because she just skinning, is skinning this dude. And yeah, they just didn't do anything. They just... She just walks yeah. out and it's fine. Dude, it's like- I, I swear to God, I thought I thought they were going to go let her go take a shower and like clean up. <laughs> and then they were going to say, hey, you come down to the station and turn yourself in whenever, whenever you you're want, ready. You know, um, yeah. it's okay. Hey, you don't even have to do it today. Just, you know, whenever you get to it this week, yeah. just uh, come through yeah. and take your time. <laughs> All lives matter. <laughs> yeah uh yeah so i just found that whole part like comical uh and so it's either a true depiction of life meaning that like yeah you know what that that's that's basically what would happen you know if, if a white woman skinned a dude alive is they just like yeah no, that's fine it's cool it's cool you know that's fine we're yeah. not gonna do anything to you um or it's just completely like you know for, for as much as they try to stick to like reality and shit uh you know they they certainly kind of like 
veered from that towards the end. And obviously she skinned the dude alive. So, you know, how much reality is actually there in terms of if the dude's not just going to fucking die of, you know, going into shock or anything else. Um, yeah. But, uh, but in real life, those cops would either shot her the shit up or like somebody put one in her leg at least. <laughs> We don't know how dangerous she is. You would think. You would think. Uh, but like, uh, l- let's move on to um, uh, to you know our, our characters, uh, just like we do every week. Uh, who's our runner up? Who's our MVP? Uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, the casting by credit for this, uh, by the way, is Jim uh, Heber, I believe. Uh, so so yeah, who do you who do you got for your? Uh, so my my runner up, I got to go with uh, the actor John uh, Stahl. Mm-hmm. who plays uh so john yeah i think i'm nick saying his stahl. last name right john stahl who pl- nick stahl who yeah. plays lou mm-hmm. who is the um you know in the beginning he seems to be this man who uh either got caught in a bear trap or got got attacked and he's wounded he needs help and he really sold it to me too in the beginning i i thought he maybe had escaped whoever was out in the woods attacking or who attacked those those women out in the woods, right? Or maybe he was attacked by like an animal caught in a bear trap. I thought he was like a victim. He sold that really well. Um, he seemed like a decent guy, which is why Anne eventually ended up leaving her daughter, um, Renee, at the home at the house with him when she went to go like check on some shit, which I, as a parent, uh, stupid, very stupid. Um, but anyway, so I thought he did a great job at like selling his character and like masking his intent um which is difficult to do in like you know you're not seeing many people here and to to sell me who i think you are in the beginning and then to make that switch and then to for for that switch to be believable that's like a a quality of really good acting and i just think nick stahl is a pretty good actor um my other runner up here i gotta give it to uh the wolf, <laughs> uh, that wolf, when they were, <laughs> when Annie and Renee were down at the lake. And if you guys don't remember that wolf, that's uh, a dire wolf from Game of Thrones. <laughs> so when was that ghost? <laughs> uh, I think it might be actually. Um, so when when um, fucking uh, who, who's the not Cersei? What's her name? When Daenerys burned down King's Landing, um, that wolf was up in Winterfell. Wolf was like, "Yo, I'm. You know what? I'm done. I'm, I'm out. Let me go see what's going on up in uh, Massachusetts." And uh, he set up shop out there, and now he's got people. Uh, he's like, "Yo, what the fuck are y'all doing on my block?" He let him live. He let him live because he's like, "You know what? I'm not for the war, but yo, you know, y'all need to know." I'm out this bitch, um, but he let him live. So I, I respect that wolf. He really sold his character being that he is a wolf. Um, I wish I had another runner up, but I don't. Uh, so, and not to say that like the other actors and actresses in this movie were great or didn't do their part. Um, everybody else just didn't really get much screen time. Joe, who's a, who plays the father in this movie, again, not much screen time. Um, he was either remote or dead. Uh, the, the the two cops, um, Lucy and uh, Berthus, you know, uh, or the conservationist police or pe- people or whatever, they were good. But again, not enough screen time for me to give them like honorable mentions for like how good their characters role. They, they played their roles well. They did the jobs that they were supposed to do. But um, yeah, I mean, other than that, I got to give my MVP to, uh, to Camille Sullivan, who played Anne. Um, I think... I think she did a lot of things here. She had like really good emotional range in this movie. Um, you know, 
what I remember the times when she thought the wolf was chasing her, she was running in the woods and like she really sold or she really portrayed that emotion of like this like heightened sense of fear and survival, right? Um, when she thought when you know her husband may or may not be dead or alive, like she she really those emotions were really portrayed uh, well through her character on film. Um, her instincts as a parent, as a mother, um, I think she portrayed all those emotions really well. And she really was like the star of this movie for me. Like you really wanted to root for her. You wanted her to win. And even in the end, when she skinned this dude alive, you were like, you were, you were still like, fuck it. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad you did that. I hope she beats that case. She's going to need a great lawyer, but I hope she beats that case. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, so uh, real quick, uh, my runner up uh, is is going to be. Um, I'm going to say Nick Stahl. Uh, and, and the reason why I'm going to say Nick Stahl is because he took a fucking bear trap to the face. Uh, and that, uh, even in rehearsals, you got to be like, um, hmm, am I getting a stunt double for this? Is that, is that a stand? Yeah. <laughs> is that a real trap? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, let's, let's talk about this first. I don't know. Like, should we, we got to do this in one take? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I got I gave I got to give that to him. But I, I think like I think clearly my my MVP has to be Summer Howell, uh, who uh, who played Renee, who who was basically the the teenage girl. Uh, I, I got to give it to her because she uh, and I don't know, man. Like every time I see a child actor, uh, you know, and they're believable in their character, I'm just amazed because just like holy shit, you're so fucking talented, <laughs> you know, at such a young age, you know. Um, yeah. And and so I I, I got to give it up to her because she she just she killed that character, you know, or not killed the character. She her character got killed, but uh, but she she killed it as the character, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it was very believable uh, in terms of just like all her reactions and the fact that you know they didn't portray her as like you know uh, she wasn't like she wasn't like uh you know like this 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 above average you know uh smartness or anything she was just she was smart but like not like genius level where they try to make it like unbelievable like oh my god she's doing everything an adult would do would be would do they she basically just mimicked what her dad it it really did simulate like okay like if your dad taught you something at like the age of like 12 13 whatever this is sort of how you would relay that along like if somebody asked you a question you would say okay this is how you this is how i was taught yada yada um so i long story short i think she she killed it uh as the uh as the character of renee um I thought that her, the end to her character was, I think it was, it was too fast, too quick and, and too, uh, there wasn't a conclusion to her, her, her arc. Uh, mm. and I think that that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a regrettable thing, I think, um, uh, considering, I think how well she, she played the, the character, but in any event, uh, let, let's talk about the cinematography for the film. Uh, this, uh, the, uh, cinematographer, cinematographer for the film was, uh, Greg uh, Nykot, I believe, and this was edited by Matthew Weiss. Um, I got I got to say one thing before we uh, before before you jump in. Uh, the one weird thing that I saw like visually on the film was, or I guess it's a it's a visual and audio thing. Is you heard a lot of flies in this movie, like because of, like there's like a like a lot of dead carcasses and things like that. You never, I don't think we saw one fucking fly throughout the entire thing. Like they didn't CGI that shit. They didn't like bring some flies in. I don't know why mm-hmm. that bothered me so much as like a pet peeve, but it's like, if you're going <laughs> to yeah. like have all these noises that are going to annoy the shit out of me, at least have the shit in there. Like, but at, yeah. at no point did they actually, I think have like actual like flies, like, and you could have done it multiple ways, but anyways, that's a small thing. Stupid. I know, but you know, 
their number was. Yeah, I did not catch that. Very perceptive. So from a cinematography perspective, what I really liked about this movie was like how intimate it was. Um, obviously, you know, they're out in the elements. So going with like a, you know, a standard camera on like a tripod or a still camera or mounted camera, like it wouldn't work. Because um, the cameraman has to follow the characters through the through these elements, um, using like a handheld camera, obviously with like a stabilizer and whatnot. But um, the scenes were really intimate, um, like the scenes with like the the dad and the daughter hunting, and and you know they're tracking the animals, and um, you know, you, and they're really both capturing like the sounds in the force as well as um, like the actual elements it's, itself. They're they're showing you how rugged and rough the terrain is. Um, and obviously they're out hunting, so they can't like yell at each other. They can't speak really loud. They have to speak in really soft voices. So the camera needs to be like, kind of like, it needs to feel like it's in the conversation um, and in a really intimate way. And I thought that was great. Uh, I thought they did some like really odd things with like camera angles. Like um, instead of a lot of scenes were like, you know, slightly tilted in, in a weird way. I, I felt like it wasn't necessary, but like they did it. And uh, I thought cinematography of this movie was well done. Um, it looked good. Uh, the sound was great. Uh, really captured the environment. Um, I don't have anything bad to say about the cinematography for this movie. Um, and we've been having some audio issues. So you guys may not have gotten the full breadth of, of uh, the, the, this, this review for Hunter Hunter, uh, but tune day, you know, give, give us your last words on this movie. I'll give you mine. And then uh, we're going to jump into some dope ass trailers. Yeah. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, uh, just some parting thoughts about the movie is, is that it was a, I think it was a good movie. The problem, the problem is, or I guess was that uh, it didn't, um, I don't think the buildup was justified by the ending to it. And that's, that's really like my only, I thought, I thought all the pieces to it were, were great, but just if there was more, if, if there was more buildup uh, or if there was more, payoff for the buildup i think that would have been great and also too I, I saw everything that happened with nick stall's character having him be the person who's you you say he played you know he played he played it great but it was just like plot wise it was just like yeah duh like they've only introduced four people in this entire film uh and here's this new stranger you know uh of course he's the person who's who's going to you know wind up killing everybody um you know why, why would we not see that coming but uh but yeah th those are kind of my closing thoughts for the film so, you know, uh, I, I got to echo some of yours, right? I thought like the, uh, well, you know what? I actually did think the buildup for this movie was great. It was a lot of anticipation. Um, you know, I, at a certain point, I kind of didn't know what was happening. Like, is it the wolf? Is it something else? Is it somebody? Is it, is it like a fucking uh, demon or something like that? Like I, you, at a certain point, you didn't know. Um, I do wish the, the, the ending of this movie lasted a little bit longer. I wish it was a little bit more of a struggle between like mom. Um, I wish Renee would have fucking did something like, you know, you see some dude on top of your mom trying to choke her to death. Like, don't just stand there screaming, stop, you know, maybe like hit him in the head with something. Uh, fucking help. God damn. But uh, so I, I thought the ending happened a little bit too fast. I'd love to have seen more struggles. I'd love to have seen a little bit more of a fight um, uh, between Renee and the mom and, and, uh, and, and the uh, John Stahl's character. Uh, I still thought, I still thought this was a really good movie. I recommended it to a friend. She watched it last night. She, she echoed that sentiment too. Um, so if you haven't seen Hunter Hunter, uh, you, know, you have the thumbs up for me. You've got to press play on this movie. Um, I thought it was definitely worth it. And it's only, uh, so the rental was only like $6.99. Can't, can't beat that. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was better than the uh, the 1999 for Greenland at any any rate. But maybe we'll review that movie some other time when it's not. Yeah, when the price drops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that was our review for Hunter Hunter. Uh, you check it out. Let us know what you think in the, uh, the comment section below. We'll wait to hear. All right. Um, so moving on to our next thing here. Um, so uh, we're going to do things a little differently than, uh, than, than we typically do. Um, typically, we we watch a trailer and then we talk to you guys about it but this time i think we're going to watch it and talk to you about it in real time i think that's what we're going to try to do here yeah. uh so so bear with us this this might go off without a hitch it might not we'll see um you know what this is called guys uh to all of our listeners and watchers out there so this is called multitasking okay <laughs> it's, it's a new concept i think we created it we did Yes, uh, yeah. you have that 100%. Never heard of it before. <laughs> um, so th- this past week, we got a, we got a, a trailer for uh, the uh, the movie uh, Palmer. Um, and this movie, of course, stars uh, Justin Timberlake as an ex-convict who strikes up a friendship uh, with a boy from a troubled home. Uh, it's directed by Fisher Stevens and written by Cheryl uh, Guerrero uh, and stars Justin Timberlake, as I mentioned, as well as Alicia uh, Wainwright, Juno Temple, and June Squibb. I believe that's her name, uh, and is due out January 29th, 2021, I believe on Apple TV Plus, uh, or yep. whatever the fuck that, I can't remember which one's Plus, which one's not Plus, uh, but yeah, there's Apple there's TV. Apple TV, there's Apple TV Plus, there's Apple TV, Apple One, fuck, there's a lot of, solid a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in any event, uh, we are going to live react to this, uh, to this trailer, so uh, without further ado, I think we are going to get things Pop in. Hold on one sec. There we go. We got the screen out. <laughs> I like right. how you slowly talk through that. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta draw some shit out sometimes in order to to buy yourself some time. All right, we're gonna watch Palmer. Here we go. I'm glad you're back. So, what prison drops you I'm off at your house after? You just gotta get yourself back out there. Palmer, you were all USA player two years in a row at Riverside. Yeah, he got a job fresh out of prison. Yeah, he's good for him. Fuck. Yeah, what? Jesus. Like day one, you're hired. And let's put him around kids too. His mama yeah, right away. He'll be staying with us till she's back. You know you're a boy, right? Yeah. In the hours that I've known. Do you know when my mom is coming back? He's gonna have to go in the system. Is a mom in prison too? Yeah, he's got a car already. He just got out of prison. Yeah, he's doing not bad for How did you end up in prison? Don't matter. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pause it here real quick. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I wonder how Jessica Beale felt when she watched this trailer. Uh, oh, isn't that the uh, the chick the that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Right, hey, let, let, let's talk about that on the back end when we uh, okay. when we the, uh the trailer. What you did today. Listen to me, son. Kids are mean, especially when they see something that they ain't used to seeing. You ain't nothing but a criminal. You got no right looking after any child. Fuck you, lady. There's things in this world you can be, and there's things that you can't. How many boys do you see on that show? None. What does that tell you? That I can be the first. 
Mm. Man, I love that kid. Truth is, good kid, that kid. I felt like I was good at anything. Until Sam. Shelly came back. Can't abandon that boy. I will not abandon that boy. This looks like a the, at least the trailer looks like a tearjerker, but I bet the movie is probably not going to be as like as like sad. Yeah. Careful, Palmer. It's hot. Pinkies, please. Mmm. Yes. Mmm. Real good. Yeah, I definitely want to know what Jessica Biel. I think she should do the movie, the trailer review. <laughs> <laughs> we we should have had Jessica Biel on <laughs> to do the trailer review. So that was the uh, the trailer for Palmer. Uh, like I said, uh, this is due out uh, January 29th, uh, 2021 on Apple TV Plus. Um, yeah, uh, I, you know, I wonder what that uh, what that because uh, they have to do like, I, I don't know, I'm guessing they already showed the movie. Maybe they already did the premiere of the movie or something like that. And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, given COVID, I'm sure they clearly couldn't do it in person. But what if it was like a Zoom where they were like showing a movie? And you know they're they're there to present the, you know the actors and anything, and then you see Jessica Biel in the back and Justin's feet like, bitch, I dare you say something crazy. Yeah, say something fucking. Dumb. Something he had, had to, she's gonna have to stay on mute the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Probably wouldn't even have her video on, just like the <laughs> just the picture. <laughs> and Jessica's here, but she's uh you know she's having audio and video issues, so she's on mute. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if nobody knows what the fuck we're talking about. So there was obviously, uh, when this, I guess they were making this movie when there were some photos taken of Justin Timberlake, uh, he, I guess had his hand on, um, uh, on, I think he had his hand on her like thigh or something like that. Yeah. His, his um, co-star, uh, uh, Alicia Wainwright, uh, he had his hand on, I guess on her thigh or something like that. Uh, and everybody fucking lost their minds. It's like, Oh my God, he's cheating on Jessica. Um, yeah. you know, uh, and, uh, yeah, so he was in some hot water because of that. But, uh, but yeah, that, that was the, the trailer for Palmer. Uh, I thought, it, yeah, it looked, it looked pretty decent. Um, you know, I, I, I hate when people, and I guess all movies kind of do that to some degree, but like purposely try to like make you like emotional about shit. Uh, and I feel like, yeah, that's exactly what this movie is trying to do. It's trying to like, you know, be like a tearjerker. Um, I don't know if it did it as naturally as I think it can be done, but, uh, but yeah, it looked, it looked, it looked cool. It looked decent. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, depending, we'll see what the state of my Apple TV plus uh, subscription is by January and to see if I'll, I'll be checking out the, uh, the the movie or not. We'll, we'll yeah, see. I think mine's will still be in order in January. So maybe we can do a press play on this movie. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'll I'll give you my login. We don't want Apple to let you. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. Cut edit that out. Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and jump into this next trailer. This one looks pretty interesting. I think we're going to have some uh, choice words about this one. Yeah. Uh, we, we, this actually came out last week, but, uh, but you know, for various reasons, I decided not to uh, talk about it, but I want to fucking talk about it now. How about that? Uh, so we've got a trailer for uh, nobody, which is, uh, this is about a, um, uh, about a bystander who intervenes to help a woman being harassed by a group of men um, and becomes the target of uh, a vengeful drug lord. This is directed by, I believe, Ayla, Aya. Um, 
Nashalar, I believe that's something I'm pronouncing all this wrong. Uh, Derek and then and written by Derek Colstad uh, and stars Bob uh, Odenkirk, uh, Connie Nielsen, uh, which you know, I, she's just popping up everywhere nowadays, apparently. Um, yeah, uh, and uh, stars uh, Christopher Lo- as well as Christopher Lloyd, JP uh, Mano, uh, and is due out February 26th of this year. I believe it's coming out in theaters, but I, you know, uh, maybe I'll, I'll verify that later uh but without further ado ladies and gentlemen let's jump into uh, the trailer i did make a mistake earlier connie nielsen wasn't in hunter hunter she's in this movie (laughs) um so she doesn't keep dating huntsman (laughs) in in either of it (laughs) let's proceed Maybe 20 bucks on an old watch. Mr. Manson, did you even take a swing? No. Could have taken her, Dad. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Heard you had some excitement last night. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they'd have picked my place, you know? Why didn't you take him out? I was just trying to keep the damage to a minimum. Yeah, how's that working out for you? Okay. He's just getting shitted on everybody. His hand would clearly be broken. There's a long-term yeah. piece of me. What do we do? Not so very badly. Wants out. I wonder how often this happens. Some young kids get on a bus oh, and just start terrorizing man. everybody. I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, why is the Russian mafia in Silver Spring? <laughs> what they don't explain in this trailer is like, obviously it's like from the producers of John Wick, but like, does he have like a military background or something like that? Or where does he get these skills and guns from? I think so. I think he's going to have like some sort of background where he, like he's into like some crazy shit. Yeah, he's obviously got a panic room. Yeah, you don't have those when you're on the up and up. The last guy anyone wants to see up their door. Yeah, what is the Allstate stand on this fucking property destruction? Like, I always wonder in these movies where the house gets fucked up, like, does insurance cover it? No, they're all for it, you know, because then your insurance rates just keep going up. They're like, fuck it. Overcorrected. I guess so. You've abandoned a certain debt that needs repayment. Your creditor is the winner of your resurrection. Yeah, what I like about this is like, this is like a John Wick, if he didn't have DirecTV, and they don't apologize for it at all. Don't fucking do that. Give me the goddamn Kenny Gap bracelet. They stole his daughter's kitty cat bracelet, I guess. Who the fuck are you? Me? I'm nobody. In theaters only, February 26th. In theaters only. Mm. I wonder why they made that such a prominent. That was the most interesting part of the trailer. In theaters <laughs> only. Uh, so I know this movie. So again, it looks like a poor man's uh, John Wick. Um, 
I like it, dude. <laughs> Maybe it's because it's Bob, like, Odenkirk, and, like, he, this is not a movie you'd ever expect a guy like him to be in. Uh, so, again, we know him from Better Call Saul. This just looks like ridiculous, senseless action, and I'm always down for that type of shit. This is the perfect movie. You know, you, you sit back, you get a nice blanket, preferably a weighted blanket with, some, like, non-allergenic pillows. Um, you know, you pour yourself a nice glass of wine, preferably a Malbec, and uh, and you just watch some senseless, mindless action. It was very specific for no reason at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, uh, so it, this movie is a little jarring because, it, you know, it has Bob Odenkirk, uh, which we're not, we're used to him being in like comedic roles and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, as well as, you know, from his Better Call Saul, you know, days and obviously uh, Breaking Bad. Um, but we're not used to him in this fucking action, shoot him up, you know, fucking just balls to the wall action kind of you know motif which uh it, it's it's not odd but you know it's definitely clearly surprising that you know he was chosen for the role but you know good one on him you know branch out you know do some different shit you know uh, and this is clearly different than his usual shtick um but yeah that was the uh, the trailer for nobody uh, i'm looking forward to that um i'm not really a huge john wick fan uh i know gasp right <gasps> holy oh, shit God. um but uh but I think I would I, I would like to check this out, you know, just considering that it, it just seems like it's a quirky, weird, you know, mindless action, which uh, is sometimes uh, warranted and, and wanted. So. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that film. It's coming out uh, February 26, 2021. Hopefully, you know, uh, hopefully we're not going to have to risk our, our lives and limbs. Hopefully maybe they make some adjustments, put that on VOD or something, you know, for us to check out. But, uh, but we'll see. Uh, with that being said, we're going to jump into our next story here. Super quick. Uh, we got our first looks at, uh, a, a sequel that has been many fucking years in the making, right? Uh, that, uh, for the last, what, 20, what, 40, no, not 40, uh, like 30 some odd years, yeah, uh, everybody's been looking for this sequel. What the fuck am I talking about? I am talking about coming to America. We have finally gotten our first glimpse of uh, this sequel that everybody's been waiting for. Uh, one of the best comedies of all time, uh, comedic movies, uh, coming to America with starring Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, James Earl Jones, just a shit ton of other people. Um and now we're getting part two of it, which is uh, is is being put out by uh, Amazon Studios. Um, and I couldn't be more excited. I, I look, I know this is probably going to be terrible, right? It is not going to be <laughs> as good as the first movie, even a little bit, right? Um, and what I can compare it to is uh, Anchorman, right? Anchorman one, legendary, right? And you know, it's called the legend, uh, the legend of uh, Ron Burgundy. Um, but, uh, part two was horrible. Like I can't describe to you how bad that movie was. There were some parts of it that were funny. Shout out to JP. We keep, uh, we, we have a couple of those, uh, those quotable moments uh, that we always we keep alive, but, uh, that movie was terrible. Um, th- there's almost like no sequel to a comedy movie. That's actually like good. We have some like rare examples, uh, of, of that where, you know, the sequel is just as good, if not better than, than the original. Um, and like in, in comedy, right? Like comedy, it's hard to yeah. do a comedic sequel. Yeah, there is. Uh, I'm trying to think of a movie that that's gotten it right. Uh, I think 22 Jump Street was 
I found that funnier than Twenty One Jump Street. Uh, but that was what about the Hangover? I think the Hangover Two was. Are you fucking? Okay. Are you kidding me? Right was now? it? The... You're saying Hangover Two was better than One? Are you fucking kidding me? Right or now? was it Hangover oh, Three? Didn't no, they do three of them? No, neither one of those was better than no? One. Not even hmm. a little bit. Neither neither of those was even close to being. Yeah, I can't. I, I I can't think of a great comedic sequel. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think. Oh, you uh, know what? All right, you know, I, I got to give it to Friday Part Two. Was was you, like no. still. No, 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 it wasn't better than the sequel, but it was still like very, very, very funny in, in its own right. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Uh. So yeah, I could bore you with all the fucking details and yada yada. Uh. But basically, we've just got our first look at uh, coming to uh coming the number two America. Uh. And uh, what do you think? What do you think about the uh the, the first look of the uh, the movie? So first look, I love uh, I love like costume design. It feels very much like the original. Um, I love like what I'm seeing in like some of the snapshots of the cast, uh, like the old men in the barbershop. Uh, you know, it looks you know very nostalgic, right? Like you look like you're good. You're, this movie's picking up where it left off. Um, will it be as good as the first? I don't know, but like I, I don't think it's going to disappoint us. Um, and it, it, nostalgia always makes things a little bit better, right? Like you know. I remember this thing and it's coming back and I get to enjoy it again. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I don't, I don't think Eddie Murphy and, and the, and the, and Arsenio Hall and, and everyone who's going to be, uh, or who is a part of this film, Wesley Snipes joined the cast. I don't think they had, they've waited 20 years to let us down that bad. So I'm going to be optimistic on this one. Yeah. Um, no, this is, this is definitely not going to be great by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but, uh, but what I will, what what I would like to think is, is that it's it's going to be a welcome return for all of those people, right? Just to be able to see them again, I think is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we've all thought about like how this is going to end up since those final moments of, of the first film where, uh, you know, uh, just so many fucking quotable moments in this movie uh, or in the original movie. But I remember the end where he's like, oh, you want me to renounce my throne and, you know, give all this away? Yeah. She's like, <laughs> nah. Um, you know, just another one of those quotable moments from the uh, from the movie. So yeah, very much looking forward to uh, coming to uh, coming to America. Why don't they just fucking say coming to America too? I feel like that would just end the confusion <laughs> and just be easy to fucking understand instead of coming the number two America. That feels like we're just uh, and I'm, I'm uh, and here's like a list of people who are returning for the movie. Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, of course, uh, Sherry Headley, um, John Amos, who can fucking forget uh, uh, Mr. McDowell, um, James mm-hmm. Earl Jones, Louis Anderson's returning for the movie. He, curiously, mm. who's missing from this movie is going to be Allison Dean, who played Patrice McDowell, who's uh, who was uh, uh, Lisa's that was sister. A, the sister. Yeah. yeah, I thought she was one of the best parts of the movie. You know, so it sucks that uh, that. Um, yeah, what yeah, is she, she doing that's so important that you can't be in coming to <laughs> Well, they, coming she to might not have been, been invited back. It might not have been her choice. You know, they might have just not have asked her to come back. Uh, but True. some of the new characters we're getting uh, or new people we're getting in this movie. Uh, Leslie Jones, obviously. Leslie Jones is Leslie Jones. Uh, mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes, of course, who I think looks a little too comical for my taste. Uh, uh, you know, in, in the pictures that, that we saw of him and as well as uh, Tiana Taylor. Um uh, we get Tracy Morgan. Jermaine Fowler is going to be essentially uh, Hakeem's son in this case. Uh, Rick Ross makes an appearance. Uh, oh, so a lot, of, a lot of new people. Uh, that, that the a lot of biggest. Yeah, yeah, the boss um, we're, we're getting in this movie. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to see uh, uh, Sherry Headley back uh, as Elise McDowell. If they did this movie without her in it, I, I just, you know, yeah, it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree. 
so so enemies uh let, let, let's jump on to uh or jump forward to our, our our next topic here um you know sometimes you know we go through things in life and you know you, you just you don't know how to react in the moment, right? You don't react with your best self, right? Uh, you, you react poorly and uh, and you can't take it back, right? Uh, Tom Cruise had one such moment uh, this this past week. Uh, well, shit, not one. He had two. Yeah, did he? Like, I so I, I I did I heard about like there was like a second incident where he yeah he, he was uh, wilding out again. Um, so basically, you know, he's on set for Mission Impossible eighteen, um, and um, and there, you know, clearly they have COVID restrictions because of everything going on. And then, uh, I guess two, a couple of people were like abusing those. Uh, I still am unclear as to exactly what the fuck they did. Right. I still don't think it's been disclosed exactly like what happened. Cause I think that, that then paints like, you know, whether what he, the way he reacted, whether it was like appropriate or not. Right. Um, but I'm still unclear of exactly what the fuck they did, but somehow they broke, uh, or put everybody in jeopardy by, by, um, uh, you know, kind of not adhering to whatever safety protocols they have for COVID-19. Um, and, uh, and, and so he, then he just fucking exploded. Uh, he, he just yells at him. And, and, and I can tell you pretty much exactly what he says. Uh, uh, and I want to try to do it in my, uh, Tom Cruise voice here. Um, he says, uh, uh, you can tell it to people who are losing their fucking homes because our industry is <laughs> shut down. Am I, am I getting it right? I don't know. No, that's um, actually pretty good. <laughs> um, it's not going to put food on their table or pay their college tuition. Education. Um, that's what I sleep with every night. The future of the fucking industry. Um, all right. And then that's where my Tom Cruise impersonation is going to end. Uh, he goes <laughs> on like that for a while. Uh, and then he, he it, it's like it was like he was on a sugar high. And then he just came down where he's just like, oh, oof. <laughs> where yeah. was I for a second? <laughs> I forgot where I was for a second. Uh, and then he just kind of calms down a little bit, I guess. He just yeah. like really fucking exploded and then like and then receded. So so my favorite part is like when he says like we're creating thousands of jobs, you motherfuckers. I don't ever want to see it again. Ever. <laughs> this and is, if you these are the people he's actually creating the jobs for that he's yelling yeah. at. It's like, well, yes, yeah. my job. <laughs> Anyway. And then he says, if you don't, if you don't do it, you're fired. And I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you ever do it again. You're fucking gone. Right. So like, now here's the thing is his outburst, um, is the way he handled this maybe inappropriate. Like, you know, obviously, uh, like working on a, on a film like this with like a celebrity of his magnitude, it's like stressful anyway. Cause you know, you know how these motherfuckers are like, they're very particular about shit. We saw, um, we saw Christian Bale, you know, get, yell at a fucking boom my guy uh so it's probably pretty annoyingly stressful in in its own right and then to have the, the like the star of the show someone like tom cruise just like yell at you and kind of belittle you i mean i i, I imagine why people were upset and so what happened was five cast members recently like uh or not cast members but like uh crew members of the film recently like walked off the set and quit uh, mission mm -hmm. impossible uh you know 18 as you said so you know it, it's kind of like you know ethan chill the fuck out right yeah. Uh, but was he completely in the wrong? No. So like, obviously if you're a crew member and like, you know, protocol is that like, you know, when you're done filming, you go back to your hotel, you stay in your hotel, you don't like do anything to risk getting COVID and then passing it to, um, members of the crew and then like shutting down the entire film for a period of time 
which would cost millions and millions of dollars. So was he wrong? No. But did he go about it in a way that like, you know, was you just don't want to get caught saying and doing what he did. Um, so he looks bad, but he, I don't think he was wrong. Like you're putting fucking millions of people or millions of dollars in jeopardy in people's lives by breaking protocol, you know, doing whatever those those crew members did. Yeah, I, I think that there, you know, there, there are a lot of like other stars that came out to his defense. You know, I think Alec Baldwin, um, uh, uh, George Clooney had a couple quotes. Uh, uh, the dude, I, th- I think his name's Josh Gad, had like, you know, some, some you know, uh, some like Twitter posts or something like that. Uh, so everybody's mm-hmm. kind of like rushing to his defense. One person that definitely didn't rush to his defense, though, was uh, Leigh Remini. Um, uh, and... And, and, and look, I, before I talk about that, I, I do agree with you in terms of like, yeah, like I don't, was his reaction to it kind of like over the, you know, the top? Yes. But it, it, like the thing that caused, you know, the reaction, I, I don't, I don't think his instincts were wrong there in terms of like, look, look, you're, you're jeopardizing everybody. And this is, this affects everybody. If they, and they already, I think, shut down production of Mission Impossible once uh, yeah. during this whole COVID, you know, situation that they, they were doing it. And then I guess somebody got sick or whatever, and then they had to shut down production, right? That's a lot of people's jobs. That's a lot of money that just halts because, you know, somebody fucked something up, you know, um, from, from that end of the spectrum. Um, uh, so Leigh Remini, uh, obviously Tom Cruise is a Scientologist. Leigh Remini has a, a hard on for, you know, uh, you know, blasting Scientologists because she, of course, I think was one. And then, you know, she saw the light, so to speak. Um, yeah. And I think they just asked her to leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, no, go on. They were just like, it's been fun, but you know, you, you, you haven't showed up to our, uh, to, to our, our mandatory. You missed two meetings. You missed two meetings <laughs> this week. We've had it up with, to hear with you. Uh, Tom Cruise just yelling at her. Like, I can't believe that you would fucking miss this meeting. I'm employing thousands <laughs> of people and I just don't expect. And it's just like, all right, calm down, Tom. Relax. All right, but. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, so anyways, uh, so her theory is, is that like, like they don't really give a shit about COVID-19, right? And that they most likely actually even staged this whole thing and somebody like actually recorded it and put it out in order basically to make Tom Cruise look good as if he's like the person who just really cares about all these people and yada yada. I I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe these Scientologist people are fucking crazy, right? So I wouldn't run it past them. The thing that Mm -hmm. I kind of dispute with what she was saying was like, like she was like, oh, like they definitely don't believe in COVID-19. But I think that kind of like misses the whole fucking point. It's just that like you don't have to believe in COVID-19 to react the way that Tom Cruise did, right? Because the rest of the world was reacting that way, right? Meaning that if even if Cruise himself doesn't really believe in COVID-19 and he thinks it's all a hoax, and yada, yada, right? He knows that the studio people definitely do believe it. He knows that the movie theater industry definitely does believe in it, right? Because it's actually having like a real world consequence. And if somebody ends up getting COVID-19 on on set, um, they're going to shut down production. That's not something that's within his power. So it doesn't really matter if he actually believes in it or not so much as like what the actual effects of it are if other people do believe in it, you know? So like that was one thing that I saw that was just like, I think you're missing the point here. (laughs) Like whether or not he believes in it is kind of... uh, it doesn't really matter at that point because there's people yeah. who can shut his movie. It's like, you know, you know, most of these people, most of these companies who pollute and shit. Yeah. They're like, yeah, science minds. Uh, you know, who gives a shit if we pollute, you know, does it really affect the world? Like everybody's saying, no, uh, that's what they would say. Um, 
but they know that that actually has like real world consequences, right? Especially if there are, uh, if there are, uh, guidelines and, and restrictions put in place for you, uh, certain codes that you have to, you know, kind of adhere to. Uh, so they may not actually believe in the thing, but they, you know, for the most part are going to try to stick to whatever that code is in order not to get shut down, you know? Yeah. Um, and so. I mean, at the end of the day, regardless of COVID, it's like, if we have, uh, rules and regulations for the production of like this like major film um and you know if you're like you know a, uh, a contractor on the film right let's say you're doing like video or audio or you're part of the production team um if the film gets shut down for like six weeks i mean tom cruise is still rich he's still gonna have make his money right but there are people who would stand to lose a lot of money maybe lose their livelihoods if production gets shut down for another like month or something like that so what was his intent right was his intent right yes i mean follow the rules uh, you know, there's 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 protocols that we set in place to like minimize the chances of anyone getting COVID and passing it on to anybody else. And, you know, not even just getting the film shut down, but like someone getting sick and maybe even dying. Like, no, you don't want that. So follow the fucking rules. Let's get this movie done. Um, you know, a lot of people stand to make a lot of money from this. There are industries that, you know, the movie theater industry is built on something like this, right? Um, do the right thing. Did it come off the wrong way when he's yelling, all the cursing, whatnot? Yes, but I don't think Tom was wrong. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, long story short, what you said. Yeah, I just um, want to know what Katie Holmes thinks. Uh, she thinks. Hey, am I still going to? Did she come out in his defense? I, I, I doubt it. Uh, uh, you know, um, but in any event, um, okay. Uh, so we've got one more story we want to do here before we we, we hop out of here. Um, so I'm very curious about what you think about this because uh, I, I have some definite thoughts. So uh, this past week, we got word that um, uh, Leonard uh, Roberts, who was, uh, for all those who can remember um, uh, the show Heroes, he, he played uh, DL on... Um, on and can they think of like a more like a more black name than yeah you know, dl um, jamal DL. yeah <laughs> uh <Leonard laughs> black Roberts, mike <laughs> he, he played uh dl hawkins on the show heroes and uh, he and ali larder who essentially she was his uh co-star in, in, in this case um they uh clearly had some on both on screen and off screen tensions. Uh, long story short, uh, they didn't fuck with each other. Is essentially the case. More Ali Lauder didn't fuck with him um, for for whatever reason. Uh, and so he pens this uh, essay. Uh, you know, Heroes of course was back in two thousand six, two thousand yeah, two thousand five, two thousand six. I think somewhere around there. Um, uh, and. Uh, and so all these years later, he pens this essay basically detailing his experience on the show, both with her as well as with the creators of the show uh, and and how, yeah, they might be just a little bit racist. So uh, so, you know, what I kind of want to adjudicate here is talking about sort of like everything that he did, uh, everything that he, he put into the essay and like what what I what my read of it is, what your read of it is, yada, yada. Um, so here's the first part of it, right? Is Ali Larder racist? Let's let's start there, right? Uh, I don't know if you you read the actual essay or not, but I, I I read the actual whole essay. From what he was saying, from what he was detailing, it didn't really sound like that was necessarily the case. Uh, so basically, through the essay, he 
he lists a couple different things of like the reasons why they kind of had tension or examples of the tensions that they had between one another for the one uh there was a scene in 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 heroes i think one of his first scenes in heroes where they're like in bed together uh and she didn't want to like he's he's got his shirt off in the scene and she like they basically they were asking her to essentially like not take everything off fully but just like uh take off the straps i guess she was wearing maybe a spaghetti string i don't know what the fuck they call clothing but like there were like straps or something like that they just wanted her to lower the straps so it appeared as though she was naked along with them even though she would be like clothed underneath that um yeah and she had a very strong unwillingness to do so so much so that they like kind of had like this blow up uh where she was arguing i guess with the producers of the show or the creators of the show uh and uh and she didn't actually even include him in that conversation which is strange since he's the person in the scene with her um but then you know uh Roberts he details how there's another scene where she had with uh with a dude uh who played Nathan Petrelli I believe his name's uh, Adrian uh Pazdar uh mm-hmm. where she's having like kind of basically like a sexual scene with him as well now to my remembrance this is actually like a clothes scene but it seemed like she was much more willing to do that than to do this scene with DL um or with uh uh Leonard in, in this case or I guess his character being DL Hawkins yep I'm going to ask what your thoughts on that particular, that piece of evidence uh, before I, before I, I jump in with what I think about that. Yeah. I think racist is like the, uh, it's like a striking word. Right. And a lot of times like it's used in a way to label people and, or label actions that like aren't necessarily like racist, but like maybe they're rooted in like, uh, I feel more comfortable or I don't know, maybe could be, maybe she could have been like, I don't know if I feel comfortable like doing this scene with this like black guy. Right. Maybe that's a thing. Uh, is that like racist? Cause racist is like a, you know, I believe I'm superior to this person based off of my, my skin or my race. Right. Maybe she's just, I don't like this dude. Right. I don't want to be in bed naked with this guy. I don't want to take off my clothes around this guy. I don't want to have like sexual scenes with that guy, with this guy. Is that racist? Not really. Is it, um, could it be partially rooted in race? Maybe. Uh, or she, again, she could have just not really fucked with him. Um, they, you know, sometimes like as an actor or actress, you, you either have chemistry with somebody or you don't, if you don't have it, then you're going to not necessarily be willing to do certain scenes with them. Uh, I, I don't, Based off of what I've read and what I've learned about this, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily label her racist. Yeah. Um, so my read on on that particular portion of it is that there's a difference between like unclothing yourself, even if it is just like a little bit and having a sexual, like uh, um, um, having like a racy scene with somebody where like you're, you're acting seductive or you're being seduced or whatever the case is. Right. Uh, those are two different things. One, you're undressing yourself. The other, you're not, and you're just acting in a sexy way. I, I can, I don't know or care about Ali Lauder, but if that's her, if that's where she's coming from, then okay. Like, you know, yeah. that, clearly that should have been something that they all talked about beforehand, you know, but okay. Um, so I don't see that necessarily as an indication of like even her having a problem with him necessarily right like um so much as like she just didn't want to like unclothe herself which is you know given the fact that how that can like impact like the rest of your career that's like a a thing that some people just don't want to do right because they think it's going to like shun them from other roles or maybe get them typecast in other roles or whatever the case is it's completely fine right whatever whatever you feel from that perspective i do i think it's an indication about how she feels about him or that if she is racist no just like you right but 
what I would say is that his whole breakdown of you know his interactions with her like there was like a press tour or like a tour that they were supposed to go on where she wasn't really like fucking with him he wasn't really fucking with her or that I, I guess they were supposed to go on he didn't really go on on that with her um uh but she was just like cold to him basically is is, is sort of you know uh and it was re- like really well publicized that like it was in the tabloids and everything that she didn't really fuck with him um i don't know it's it's hard to say whether that's racism on her part or she just because like what's the difference there unless there's like a specific thing that you can say is like ha that's like a racist thing you did it's like sometimes people just don't fuck with other people right sometimes you just don't like somebody you know and even if it is a black dude like you know and you're a white woman like it's just like yes like sometimes you just don't vibe with them you know now there's a very easy way we can find out like kind of relatively what what the answer to this is and the answer lies with a very suave and debonair gentleman his name is idris alba the reason why is because she did an entire fucking movie (laughs) where she was put into very many sexual situations with idris alba in obsessed uh the movie that he i think it's a 2009 movie that he did with uh uh that they did with uh uh, idris alba ali water and um beyonce i think beyonce was in that movie yeah Yeah, so we can ask idris alba hey did she ever like gag when you guys were together you know and she like thought of you touching you is gross you know um and i think that that then can confirm you know uh you know uh, perhaps his suspicion that you know race played a part with her now the thing that i think is a much more clear example of racism is how the fucking how he's treated by the producers of the show or the creators of the show that I think yeah. is a clear indication that, you know, they were, even if they, you're not going to say racist, which is, you know, I, I think that the shit that they sent and did was, was racist. Uh, but you'd have to say that it was definitely prejudice at best. <laughs> um, uh, and, and so, uh, you know, running through some of his examples is first of all, his, his, uh, for the pilot, the description of his character was, uh, a white man's worst dream or, or worst nightmare, I guess, uh, is, 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 is how they put it. A white man's worst nightmare was essentially his character description, which is like knowing that there were basically all white writers on, you know, yeah. working on the show. It's just like, it's laughable to think that like they could write that and be like, now nah, we nailed it. We nailed it. Yeah. They, they know exactly what we mean by he's sagging his pants. He's from jail uh you know he's aggressive you know a, a smart uh, black man with what with superpowers who's fucking a white woman yeah, Worst yeah that's, <laughs> like, that's, that's basically it <laughs> <laughs> it's um, like this is this is this is our, our deepest darkest fears have come to fruition yeah uh so th- that's one example and then another example is basically instead of like kicking her off the show they kick him off the show um uh, because of the, their their problem so it was never really like a question of like oh like you know can we try to either work this out or you know whatever it was just basically just like yeah we know we're going to keep her we definitely know we're not going to keep you and you know yeah. i would have to think that race played some sort of part in that um and then also too uh he kept saying like they were you know when they whenever they did like photo shoots or anything like that like the black people would basically be pushed either to the sides or the back of the photo shoot mm-hmm. and all the white people you know pushed to the front which is you know basically just an example of this sort of systemic you know uh, yeah. racism uh, it's the same 
people who did the uh, the poster for Couples Retreat with uh, yeah. Phase on Love, remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same people. 100%. Um, so I, I think that he clearly has more of an example uh, from from how the studio has reacted in that case uh, than, than Ali Lawrence. Than her, specifically, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, because we're running out of time here, one of the things I, I did want to point out, though, was he said something at, towards the end of this that I thought was fucking, hum- like, enormously, like, powerful it although i guess before i say that uh one other thing that he said that was curious or funny was that uh he was talking to a co-star about this and the co-star was like man come on they definitely didn't get rid of you because you're black or like do you really believe that they got rid of you because they're black because you're black i guess this is the white guy he's talking this is a white guy that he's talking to uh he's like and then you know the the co-star he was, he was talking to was like well you know of course they're going to keep the hot blonde woman you know uh on the show and it's just like well well yeah isn't that yeah that's what i'm talking about and so i thought that was hilarious um and then so the one thing that i thought was like a brilliant statement from him that he wrote was so with the pain there is resolved by uh by tearing away the boards uh, I have put up with sharing my story, I make this experience valid. In doing so, I hope to be a part of rebuilding that ensures my child a future in which she feels heard, seen, and valid, where she need not demand, but simply expect the respect and equality she deserves. I thought that last part was fucking brilliant. And I'm, I don't know if you yeah. got that from anywhere or if that's like a common saying, but I, I thought that was just like, that's it. That's 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 everything in that in that case where she need not demand, but simply expect respect, you know, uh, and equality yeah. she deserves. You know? And I think that that that's that sums up, you know, what, what so, so many people feel uh, is is that, you know, uh, other people, you know, who already have, you know, a certain amount of um, leeway in society. They say, I don't know what everybody's complaining about. I don't know what everybody's making a big deal about. It's that statement right there of yeah it shouldn't be something that we have to demand it should be something that's just given and it's not Mm -hmm. you know Uh, and and those who those who expect it right and who get who receive it often don't understand like the plight of those who have to fight for it they're just like well like what's the big deal um so you know i think uh, that 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 was a great way to close out you know his uh his essay yeah um but you know, I think there there's some details about this that we don't know, and and uh, either way, I hope he finds, uh, or I'm, I'm happy he he found resolve in writing this essay and telling his story. And yeah. I, you know, she issued an apology. I don't know how heartfelt it was, yeah. or if her publicist her, wrote no, it. Her her apology was the same that you know my girl always gives me when she doesn't want to apologize for something, but she thinks it's an apology. She was basically just like, "Hey, I'm sorry that you felt bad. I'm sorry that you <laughs> felt that way." <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right well that's not your that's not a fucking apology you're just yeah you're just expressing how i feel bad and you're like eh, i'm sorry you feel that way <laughs> um <laughs> which is not anything at all that's that's nothing at all um but in any event uh, let us know in the comment section what you think uh, about the ali lauder uh leonard uh roberts situation do you think she's full-on uh uh you know uh third reich or uh you know is 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 that maybe a bit far in terms of uh her being like mad racist uh maybe it's just a case where she just didn't fuck with him um and maybe more of the blame is on the, the actual studio for being uh, a smidge yeah. racist um but anyway uh that is our show ladies and gentlemen uh we will be back same time same place next week uh before we go uh do you have a little bit of a story to tell us Lorraine? we we want to kind of finish these uh these uh shows uh-huh. off See, with a little bit of a story 
I've got a I've got a holiday story. So it's a, it's a quick New Year story and we're really, really pressed for time here. So I'm going to make this a very short one yeah. and we'll pick this up next week. Yeah. Uh, so with New Year's around the corner, I've had some epic New Year's. Um, there, there's one story in particular. This happened at a, at a nightclub here in Baltimore. Um, you know, I was I was with the boys where we're all suited and booted up. Everybody's looking sharp. And, you know, I'm there with uh, my, my girlfriend at the time. And, you know, bottles, you know, champagne is popping, bubbly is flowing, bad decisions are being made. And, you know, uh, the clock struck, you know, the, you know, the, the, the countdown happens. Right. And the girl I'm with isn't, isn't like there, right. You know, you, the, the, the ball drops, you're supposed to like kiss the person that you're, that you're with or whatever. And the girl I'm with is not there. Uh-oh. So I oh, find the closest, oh, find no. the closest, the, the closest and the, and the baddest thing next to me and i'm Jesus like let's go Christ. for it and she's like i'm down so me and this uh, random bad you know not granted she was she was bad uh, me and her we start making out or whatever right mm. and then the girl that i'm with comes up like what the fuck <laughs> what are you doing right and then i'm like oh shit she's gonna get mad at me but then she turns to the girl and she's like you bitch and i'm like yes i'm gonna skate on this one um <laughs> And then I think she throws like a drink on her. And I'm like, thanks for not throwing it on me. Um, and then uh, the, the events that transpired next, it's better than the first part oh, of that Jesus story. All right. uh, but I'm going to save this one for the next uh, uh, for the next spot. Well, I podcast. for one want to f- hear what other fucking hijinks you fucking caused. Yeah. You're, whenever the story a- gets like way better, I'm telling you. <laughs> You're always at the center of it and always like just watching like and seeing the chaos that ensues. Uh, you're, you're, you're the agent of chaos, as, as they might say. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. Um, we appreciate everybody listening. Um, please do go subscribe, like, share, do whatever the fuck it is that you do uh, for these type of things. And uh, we, we appreciate it if you stayed all the way with us to the end. Obviously, you're a fan of the show, but do all those other things as well in order to, uh, to, to help us out here. We will be back next week, same time, same place. Uh, with all of that being said, uh, I think we will indeed uh, hit uh, a very fucking usual protocol. Fade out. I said it very (laughs) straight away. Peace out, ladies and gentlemen. See you soon.